Man, we bring, listen, we got, we, we bring, we, we go from DeQuell yeah. to one of the my best. mother's the best favorite <laughs> players of all time. They like, like, I don't know. Every woman in my family loved this next man, Carlos Baeger from the, 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 the iconic <laughs> 90s Indians teams. Let me give him a round of applause. Carlos, man. I mean, it's great to talk to you, man. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm first of all, I'm gonna say, <laughs> man, y'all, y'all a hard act to follow, man. Do you don't, do you know there's people <laughs> that that they are never letting y'all go. They compare every team to you guys. Um, can you talk about, man, just off the top, the the era? Like, did y'all know you was gonna be that good, or or what was the feeling and the vibe? Because we always felt like. That team just knew they was going to be good or that team just knew they was coming back. Like what was it like in the locker room? Did y'all when did you know that you was going to have a special group? I uh, first of all, uh, God bless you. It's an honor to be with you guys uh, today. Um, in 1993, when they start bringing, you know, uh, this kind of player like Omar Biscale, Kenny Lofton, uh, and uh, they start bringing, you know, they, they bring the new ballpark. <laughs> I believe that was the time that we believed that we have a great opportunity, you know, to, to, to play against anybody. And I remember this new ballpark, the way we care about the game and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, go to the Jacob Field. It used to be the Jacob Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that first game that when we beat Randy Johnson, that he was throwing a, a no-hitter in the, through the seventh inning, and we came back and win it in the 12th. And, and from that day on, it was a special moment for us, you know, to have Kenny Lofton, Omar Biscal, myself, Albert Bell, they bring Eddie Murray, and, you know, Scott, and the guy, that, you know, a Hall of Famer player, and uh, we have Manny Ramirez, young player, Kenny, uh, Gene Tommy, you know, Sandy Alomar. That, you know, when they signed a multi-year contract us, you know, that was the best thing that happened because now we went to the field to play relax, and that was a great move from John Hart. That was a GM. Carlos, you know, we be as of lately we've been talking about the the Guardians. I will almost say it Indians. The Guardians fans' attendance <laughs> and how it's not been high as of lately. Did you feel that you that you guys got the support and love from the city that y'all think y'all deserved back then? Well, back then, you know, well, you know what we did when they bring the, this new ballpark. We went 455 days sell out. in a row. Sell out. Sell out. That was a record in the village, and I was something special. But it was because we put a team in the field that they believe they have the opportunity to win. Mm-hmm. They bring other Herzeiser. They bring Dennis Martinez together with Charles Negi. We got Jose Mesa close in the game and stuff like that. So, so and then we, we uh, I don't know if you guys remember how many comeback games you know, winning in the last inning, yeah. you know, it was something very, very special uh, moment for the fans. And uh, they, they don't even want to leave the game. They know that we was down for three rounds or two rounds. And we always come through like Manny hit a homer against Dennis Erkesley. Albert Bell hit a homer and Troy Percival in the last inning. Gene Tommy hit a homer to win a game for Sorrento. It was a, a, a unbelievable time that we have uh, together. And then in 1995, you know, what we went through, we our team, and then we went to to the playoff, and we beat the Seattle Mariners, Randy Johnson, mm. you know, to go to the World Series. Mm-hmm. And I, when when we came back, when we came back home, and see all those fans waiting for us at the airport, we say, "Wow, we don't." Do you can imagine we win in the World Series against the Atlanta Braves? 
Cleveland was going to be like three days off for everybody. <laughs> party, just party in Cleveland. You know, that, that was something that they still in my mind because we, I believe that we have the best hitting club in the building. I, I'm going to say something to you guys, talking about that team in 1995. Right now, we got four Hall of Fame in mm -hmm. that lineup. Four Hall of Fame. Kenny Lofton is going to be a Hall of Fame. Albert Bell is going to be a Hall of Fame. Omar Vizquela is going to be a Hall of Fame. So if, if Manny don't went through to, while, while he went through, you know, with the PFD, mm -hmm. you know, we have eight, nine guys in the Hall of Fame That's crazy, in right? that team. So That's there's no lineup in the buildings. There's no lineup in the buildings. They have on one year all those kind of players. So right. what, that was going to be a special. And then we're going to have Oral Sizer, Dennis Martinez. Then they're going to go to the Hall of Fame later on. You know, I, I believe that was a special thing that we have in Cleveland. Well, to Carlos, and to your point, I mean, it, it, I think those times are unrivaled here in Cleveland. I mean, for those that have followed you guys for the, correct, the duration of that time, it was a special time here in the city. Let me ask you this. Now, we, we fast forward to 2022. What's your interpretation of what the Guardians are doing now? Because there is no longer 455 sellouts <laughs> right. going on yeah. down there, and the direction yeah. has changed. And you know the market. What do you think? What do you think the position that they're in now, and what do you think the future holds for the Guardians? I'm telling you right now, I, I am. I'm very surprised, and I know the front office too. You know that these teams are playing the way they play. We are one game back. Look, you show him right there to you know to the fans. One game back in a division that you have Chicago, that you have Minnesota. Do you see those two teams, you know, they make big trades to bring pitchers, to bring big hitters, you know, to the lineup. But we have a lot of young players. We got Quan. Right now, Quan have 18 games hit his three. We got Rosario. I met Rosario that we got in a trade last year with Jimenez that made the All-Star game. We was the last second baseman, me and, and Robbie Alomar, the last second baseman to make the All-Star game. So Andre Jimenez made the All-Star game this year as a second baseman. The best move that the Cleveland Indian made was signing Jose Ramirez mm. for $200 million and keeping here in Cleveland. I believe that being the biggest move the Cleveland Indian made because now we have a star, you know, and now the players follow him. This guy is a sample for the, this player. The way he cares about the game, the way he prepared for the game, I think changed them more fear on, on this club. And you know what? The organization say, we're not going to bring nobody. We're going to let the kids play. And that's what they're doing. You know, Carlos, you, you talk about the, the, the people you guys uh, had in that lineup. I look at the personalities, though. Um, you look <laughs> at, you know, uh, Eddie Murray, uh, Albert Bell, Kenny Lofton, mm. uh, Dave Winfield. Now, Dave Winfield, Dave Winfield. He, he's a jovial guy, <laughs> right? But he, I, Dennis Martinez looked like he was all business, too. How was it being yes. in the locker room? Because you you have the inside knowledge on him. You know, Albert uh, didn't really, uh, you know, he didn't really speak to the media all that much. Kenny, as he's gotten older, uh, you know, hasn't really spoken to the media much. What was it like with those players? Because um, a lot of what we know, we just know from the field. How was it to be in the locker room? What kind of locker room guys were there? Very, very special. You know, we had fun. You know, that ballpark, you know, coming to the ballpark, it was a fun time for us because I, it was a family. And uh, bringing Dennis, bringing Sizer, bringing uh, uh, Winfield and Eddie Murray, it was, that, that's what we need. We need something like that so they can help us out. When we are going through the wrong direction, they always keep us straight. They say, they remind us, hey, let's go. We have to focus. We need to be prepared because sometimes you get comfortable. 
and you think that you have it because you got a talent, but you don't have, you can have talent, but you have to prepare yourself. And that's the biggest thing about baseball. If you not prepare yourself right at four o'clock or two o'clock in the afternoon, nothing gonna happen at seven o'clock. So that that's so delicious how to do it because we were so young. I was 21 years old. I was, a, you know, a young player. Kenny Lofton was a young player. Omar Biscoe was a young player. I, even Albert Bell, they put some numbers like that, but never had, we never had the opportunity to play in the playoff. That was going to be the first the first time for us. So I think they help us out, prepare ourselves, you know, to be in the World Series. Mikey, Mike. my, my, our producer McNuggets has a, a, a question for you, uh, Carlos. Hey, Carlos, thanks for joining yes. us. It's impossible to have you on and not ask about this, but you're one of the only players in MLB history to homer from both sides of the plate in the same inning. Mm. How'd you do it? <laughs> like, what's the memory well, of that? Because it is an 90, unbelievable accomplishment. That, that was a special day, April 8, 1993, against the Yankees. I was something that I never forget about, you know, hitting the first homer against Steve Howe uh, with three men on base. That was a grand slam, the first one. And the second one was after we scored so many runs. Uh, they, you know, the they Alvaro Espinosa hit a homer before me. They throw to, li listen to me, they throw to my head. We also got in a fight. <laughs> they separate everybody. <laughs> no, that's what happened. They throw to my head to hit me. Uh, we almost got in the fight. They come back. Everybody went to the dugout. They come back, and the first pitch that he throw, I hit a homer through center field, and that was a record like that. But I never thought it was a, a, a record, you know, because there was so many great sweet shooters. They play this game, you know, even we have one, Eddie, Eddie Bure, Chili uh, uh, Davis, Mickey Mantle. So Chili it was Davis. so many great hitters that they went through the, you know, the, through, you know, the, you know, the years in baseball that I never thought there was a record. And when they, they put in the scoreboard, that was a major league record the first time that happened. I was, that was the, maybe, the biggest moment that I have, uh, uh, you know, with the Cleveland Indians. And I never, I'm never going to forget about that. Well, coming up, I... I played baseball in high school and I you never rarely ever see switch hitters uh, give him like an insight uh, to to some of the maybe the, the uh, novice fans or fans that don't know this. When did you know you had the ability to switch hit? Is that something you just born with or do you just kind of work at it and you just figure it out? I can hit left handed or right handed. Is that something you developed or just God given ability? Let, let me. Let me tell you what happened. My father went. Maybe dealing with some uh, internet connectivity yeah. issues here. Right How about Carlos's memory, though? Oh, man. He, 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 he's like April 8th, 1993. I need him to come I back. I can't remember I gotta, last week. <laughs> <laughs> I need him to come back. I got to ask him a, a question. I didn't, I didn't call man. Jay out on, on, a, on we got, the We got Carlos back. So right, there we go. Oh, oh, there you we, got me now? There we go. here. So my father... When I was eight years old, the first thing that he said to me, I want you to hit from both sides when I was eight years old. You know why? Because I don't want you, when you get to the big leagues, he already said the words to me, you're going to get to the big leagues. Right. I don't want you to, they, the manager see you down against righty or against lefty. Mm. So I want you to play every day in the big leagues. So they, he take care of that to me. And I, we practice every day. You have to practice both sides the same yeah. way. You cannot be going like today. I'm gonna to hit right, left-handed because that no, is a righty. No, you have to hit one side, one time from the right, the left side, one time from the right side, and prepare yourself every day because it's hard. It's hard to do it to maintain it. 
not mm -hmm. just hard it's to maintain it you have to be really good for that my carlos i got i didn't mess around and called jay crawford out jay's not here with us today but <laughs> i need to know what is give me some tips because cause he gonna be pitching and I'm gonna be hitting so give me some tips because you was a great hit <laughs> What is some tips that you well, can give me so I can the, take him over the fence? The first thing you have to do you have to have confidence you have okay. to be kind of khaki You know, you know who I like to watch Jose Ramirez remind me myself that kind of player that I was it wasn't afraid if you are a tall guy or short guy No matter what I don't believe that I'm gonna hit you. That's the first thing and the second thing is you know, try to go and do some uh, do some soft stuff, you know, under, uh, do some tea times and stuff like that and get some practice. You know, you have to prepare yourself. If you don't prepare yourself, it's going to be hard for you to, you know, to develop something good. So I believe if that, you know, that that's the point of work, get some swing, prepare yourself and you're going to be okay. But you have to make mentally strong because every day there's a new pitcher that want to beat you in there. What, well, Carlos, the problem is uh, Tyvis has change up bat speed. Whoa, uh, <laughs> whoa. Car Carlos, I want, hold on, wait a minute. Let me let you know something. I'm going to let you yeah. know something. Yeah. I just did a softball yeah. event like a couple weeks ago. We have video. Don't I, worry. I was, the, oh, yeah. video. I was like the MVP. That's like like, a, it, it was <laughs> my performance. Here, the problem, the problem, the problem, you said softball. That's so, a curse word so to a baseball like player. He played soft. So you like that soft stuff? You like that soft stuff? No, 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 no. I, I played baseball all the way until high school, and then I stopped. But I was that? helping out a friend, and he was doing a softball event. So you know, I came out of retirement, and okay. I, I still look pretty good, actually. Here's the video, Carlos. You can wow, see it for yourself. Okay, let me see. Let me see. I have to see this. Wow, look at this swing, guys. The first thing. Look at that. <laughs> Ow. The swing was so good, you froze him. Terrible. Yeah. Run it out. Awful. No. No. <laughs> Awful. 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 Let's get down to the uh, Bring him up full screen. Let's get this, uh, let's get, let's get this off. Hey, OG said, get him out of here. <laughs> Hey, hey, wipe him down. We're not even going to show you, okay? Yeah. Don't show him. Yeah, one, one more swing coming. <laughs> uh, they trying to save him, Carlos. Yeah, right. They're trying to save his, his film work. <laughs> oh, so did he work? He's hitting or he's a commentator now? He doing, I he do it all. He it all. Oh, what's going on? Oh, right here. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, okay, he got a nice swing. Thank you. He got it. I, hey, I got it. I appreciate it. He got a nice swing. Yes. He got a nice swing. He got a nice swing. He got a nice swing. He got the body of the baseball player, too. So, you know, yeah, yeah. 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 It's not bad. I appreciate that. Thank you. Give young fella a round of applause. He's happy in himself. But, Carlos, here's a question for you. So, you know, obviously, it's a new dynamic here. You play for the Indians. It's now called the Guardians. <laughs> yes. Which one do you prefer? <laughs> oh, good one. They trying to get you in trouble. Wow. You know what? I work. I work for the Cleveland Indians. For the for the Guardians. I work for the Guardians, so I need to be nice. You know what? I always I I had to love the Indians because 
you know, I play, you know, through the Indian stuff like that. And I work with the Indians, but now I'm working with the Guardians. And, and this is something that when you put the uniform, you work for the Cleveland. It's not the name of the Indians or the Guardians. It's the Cleveland, mm -hmm. the city. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, we put the uniform. And, and that's why I believe, you know, that we have to be, you know, over, uh, you know, this tidying of Lost. Right here. I know that there are a lot of people here sympathetic. Yeah, change of the name. Oh, there he is. There he is. Yeah, and I, and I agree. You yeah, be, you I know be, that. You have to be sympathetic to both sides of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, but, you know, as a kid growing yes. up here, a kid yes. growing up here, not a kid, but as a young, <laughs> young adult growing up here, that Indians team in the '90s, awesome. And you saw them everywhere. You saw the guys there. I saw. I, I see. I would see Kenny Lofton everywhere in this town. Yes, I would. Right. And you were embedded in the yes. fabric of, this, of the city of Cleveland. And that's why I think most people yes. appreciate about that team because we were just riding a ride. Hell, we hadn't been nowhere near where you guys had been in a long time around yeah. here. It was just fun to be a part of it. It was a great time. It was a great time. I, I really, I really loved, you know, to, you know, to, to play with that team. And I remember when I came back again in 1999, that we went to the playoffs or so. I, I, I believe, you know, I know that we lost in 2016. You know, we lost three games up and then, then we lost against Chicago. But I believe, you know, that what, what our, our organization is doing right now, we're going to the right direction. You know, right now we're going with young players, but I believe that next year maybe they bring a veteran player too, the way we did it, you know, in 1995, you know, to help, the, you know, this club to go to the next level. And I believe that it's, it's going to happen like that. I, I love what the, our pitching staff is one of the best in the league. We have Bieber, Plisak, you know, uh, Mackenzie, Sivali, Quantro. And then you ask, we have the best, best closer in the league. Yeah. Classes. Yeah. We have the best closer. So I believe, you know, we're going to the right direction. And I, and I hope that we can get the last out, the, last, the 27 out, and we can, you know, go up and say we are champion again. I'm glad you said that, Carlos. Were you were you kind of frustrated that they didn't make a big trade at the deadline? Uh not frustrated because I, you know, I I, I worked for the organization and I, and I, you know, I, I asked. I was in Boston a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they bring the sponsor. Uh, I'm ambassador for the team too, so I, I, they bring the sponsor to Boston, and uh, and Tito Tito Francona was doing a. a, a, a a speak a thing with you know with us in there and i asked him that question i said tito did we gonna get a big bat and as they say we might we might not but i believe what we have right here right now i think this is going to be the thing that, that we're going to keep going and uh tito tito is a guy that you know that he he, he has so much experience he know how to take care of these young players and i believe you know they, they he's going to take it to the you know to the next level you know, Carlos, one of the things that we've seen is, is the Latin explosion of, you know, I, I would say probably starting back in the 80s and early 90s. Can you tell us what, what that's like, the, the, the baseball life is like in Latin America? Here we have other competing sports like football and basketball uh, you, and, you know, other things that we can do. But in Latin America, you know, baseball is still king. What was it like growing up uh, there, and what was it like the game as a young kid, uh, and, and how you developed? The the thing about the Latin American players, when you see like a player like Jose Ramirez, we play so you know we play every day. 
We, you know, in Cleveland, you know, when November comes, it starts snowing December and January. In, in, in Puerto Rico, like where I'm from, we play all those years. We have a, we have a, a, a Caribbean World Series. We have a, you know, Winter Bowl League in there. So we play all year round. We don't rest. You know, we rest maybe a month or something like that. And we try. that's why you see so many great players coming from Dominican, Venezuela, Mexico, and, and Puerto Rico. Because, you know, the most that I, you play because work in the things that you need to work, you know, for the season. And that's why I always, when I when I play winnable, I come back to spring training ready to go to play baseball. And I, that's why I, I recommend as a, as a, as a ex-player, I recommend the organization when you have a player that have talent, they need to work in the little things, send him to win a ball because it's going to be the best thing they're going to happen to him. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's how you get better out here. I, I will say this. And before we let you go, I do want to want to say, Carlos, one of the things that I enjoy best about y'all was your swag. Yeah. To see black and brown people <laughs> on the field with the jury. With yeah. the shoes, yeah. with the facial hair, I said, "Oh, listen, yeah. I can do that." They, in, in, the, in, the, in, in, in the hood, we was wearing it just like that. Major League Baseball cats, and we started wearing them so much that they started having to blur them out on the music videos, and and, and we we was putting them to the back like y'all was doing it, man. Did y'all know y'all was cool back in the day? Did you know you was cool? <laughs> we I don't we, we don't know. We just use it, you know, to use it. But right now. That's everybody using it right now. Now that you know the player have the, the big leg, uh, you know, uh, jewelry. <laughs> the the jewelry I used to have it. I used to have one, but it wasn't. But it wasn't that big. Uh, it Cuban wasn't that big, you know. But right now, yeah, they they don't they don't care how big it is. They play. They play. They wear a big thing like. I think they of him or his daughter or something like that. You know, in the neck and and, and, and that's. That's you know years change and everybody is doing a different you know a different way. But I believe you know that it's a swag, like like you say. Last last question to you, Carlos. Out of all the players on the Guardians roster, who's the one that you're most intrigued by? Well, I have to say Jose Ramirez. He's he's the, he's the captain. He's wait if Jose Ramirez got a base hit. Or got a double, or he got an RBI, or hit a homer. Our team changed completely. You know, he's a guy that changed. You know, our you know our, our, our organization. You know, signing him like what I said to you guys. You know, in January or something like that. When in April, when we signed him, that was the best move that the Cleveland Indians make this year. McNuggets, we're gonna do some memories really quick. Yeah, we got we asked the internet for some of their favorite Carlos Baerga memories, and whenever we ask the internet a question, it's brought to you by PCC Airfoils. Are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at eighteen dollars and up. Plus, get full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com/careers to learn more. And here's Bull. PC, 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 P
Carlos, you don't have to understand that whatsoever. You don't have to understand that whatsoever. But we did ask the internet some of their favorite memories from your legendary Indians career. Let's take Tagboard here for the first one. Jack says, homering from both sides of the plate in the same inning against the Yankees, which we've already talked about. Anthony, let's punch right to the next one. The best moment. That's the best. Okay. How about Daniel Spitzer? Off-field him passing out autographed headshots for Halloween. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I you know, I, I love to be with the fans. I love to be, you know, in, uh, you know, any time that I, I don't have anything to do, you know, I, I always say that, you know, we are playing this game because the fans come to the ballpark. And, uh, you know, uh, why not to sign an uh, autograph or take a picture with them? That's something special. Sure. Yeah. I always say, don't do that. You know, in any sport, you're going to have problems. <laughs> we have another memory like that. But first, we have this one from Toby Tyler. Having 200-plus hits, 20-plus homers, 100-plus RBIs, and batting 300 in back-to-back seasons. The last Ooh. second baseman to have those stats was Roger Hornsby. Ooh. Elite company, Carlos. Yes, I'm Ooh. the first one to do it in the American League, and then the only one. It's still the only one in the American League to do it. I did it two years in a row. The last, I did it my first year. About my The last year that I did it, you know what happened? I was in the hospital for a week. I have an infection in my leg. Uh, they got, you know, I, I, they got swelled up. So I spent almost a week. And I had to ask the doctor because I need one more hit to do the record again. <laughs> so I need to ask the I need to ask the doctor, give me a permission to go and hit and I come back to the hospital. You know what? They give me a permission, they put a I went to get the base, I hit a bunch, the ball stayed right in the line, I got to first base, and from there I went back to the hospital for five months. <laughs> That's what happened for me to get that record. That was something unbelievable that I never, never forget about. That was a big yeah, moment. Yeah. But you know what? I was going. I was going. That was a, that was amazing. But the, I was going the year after that. You know, I did it two years in a row. The year after, I was putting some numbers. Unbelievable. July 19. In the, you know, to you know, we went to the to the strike that we don't play anymore that year, 1994. Yeah. We was in first place, but I have I was having the best year of my career. I already have 90 homers, 80 RBIs in July. Oh, in July, that was something special. So it was it was gonna be the best year. I was hitting 324, if I if I don't remember 334, something like that. So that was gonna be like you know having a, a, another year like that. So it was. It was going to be special. Yeah, let's just say you're on pace for uh, 200 home runs and 600 RBIs that season, and no one can prove us wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the last memory yeah. here from the internet comes from yeah. Demond. Carlos Baerga autographed the ball on a piece of paper back for me in 1995. It was at a luncheon for the most outstanding students in the area. I believe his wife was with him. Carlos and his wife had the iciest bracelets, Woo. rings, and watch on his wrist I ever <laughs> seen. No. No, I told him. I seen it. Hey, shout out to DeMond. Hey, I saw it too. <laughs> that drip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was special. And, uh, you know, at that time, we, we, we everybody have it, you know. Like, <laughs> right now, it's bigger. Right now, like, when you see David Ortiz, 
You, maybe you're seeing in the ceremony, you see with a big a necklace that we have and stuff like that, the watch. It, everything is, it's a, you know how it is. It's a, it's a new style now. Yeah. Carlos, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, and you were supposed to be in studio. The next time you in, in town, you got to come in and yes. we got to get you in here, man. That's we got to right. definitely get you in I'm going to be, I, I'm going to be there with you guys. Thank you for having me. Go Guardians, okay? We need you guys. We need you guys at the ballpark in the last room. That's right. That's Cleveland right. Cleveland legend Carlos Bayer. Man, let me tell you that, on, man. man. That was man. It was hot during that time. Man, bro, oh, listen. Oh, I'm gonna tell you what, man. When the Browns left, the Cleveland Indians back then, they held it down for so many people. People don't know. Like, people was people was devastated. Like the Browns left. And it, I remember being in high school at that time and me coming up man, growing up playing football. Old. Yeah, I'm kind of old, man. I just, <laughs> young. I've been a little old. I was Sheesh. in high school, 95, 96, my whole high school career. I was playing football with no team to watch. Oh, yeah. Nothing. And it was just tough, man. I, 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 and I'm going to tell you this. I was kind of a, you know, on the Browns left. It, it, they was the Ravens, and you know it's just like it's once again, you know, you break up with your girl, you see her a couple more times, you know, and, yeah, and then you be watching. I'm watching the, the they had Benny Testaverde and Viner and them, and still, so I would still watch the Ravens until it was out of my system. Uh. And then about '97, I said I ain't watching them no, I'm done with them. But the Indians during that time period, when yep. you talk about that lineup, when you talk about Lofton, Byerga. We even we, we forgetting guys like Paul Sorrento yeah, yeah. guys that was tertiary guys that that wasn't really even the main dudes, but that that lineup is that a crew. It's just a, it's, a, it's the best lineup I've ever seen. There's no question. Y'all yeah, talk about it. I made me feel like I missed out on. Oh, it. you oh, missed. You oh, missed out. oh, it was, oh, hot. You missed. It was hot around it, here. It, it, it was <laughs> it was hot. It was it, the Indians or at the time was was much watched TV. It was electric. It was like mm -hmm. it was like watching baseball players but they was like basketball players right. because they was putting numbers on the board. They was, they looked apart. The they, they was intimidating. Iced out. Look at, they, they weren't playing no games, man. Mm -hmm. They would come in and intimidate you into giving them 15 runs. Right. <laughs> it's like, you going to let us get up here and get our money off. You had, you had uh, free agents. That's the last time free agents wanted to sign and come to Cleveland that I can remember in any sport, really. Mm. Right. They just, I mean, Winfield, Hershiser, all them showed Dennis up here. Martinez, Eddie Murray, Eddie Murray, all, all, all them so, showed up here. I mean, because it was it was that hot here, right? Ninety four. Then you got ninety five, and then you had the ninety six, ninety seven. But the thing, and he said it back then, you had Jacobs Field, right? State of the art. People used to before that we, you know, we would go to my dad used to take us in in, in a van because he was a hot soft hot soft baseball coach. He take us to Pittsburgh, but Man, you come up here to Cleveland, man. Oh, Jacob Field was hot, hot. And so I know, I know, in a couple of weeks, uh, a week or so, we're gonna have uh, Neil Weiss and the Guardians on uh, on set with us or online now to how we plan it mm -hmm. uh, to explain about the new uh, Progressive Field expansion project and what all is mm -hmm. happening here. But this was to, to G's point when Jacob Field, it was state of the art. I mean, this thing was. I mean, it was, you couldn't even get a ticket to go down here. That's how hot it was. It, it, if you got in the building, it was. And, and it was to, unbelievable. And to be honest, that that motivated Art Modell. When you look at it, the Gateway Project came, and they not only gave the Indians. You walked across the the, 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 the catwalk, and you were right over in Gundarina. Yeah. And and we like, I'm like, man, this thing is decked out. Not only did they get that, 
they came with new uniforms. Mm-hmm. They came with the new uniforms, which is cla- them, them, the, those Indians uniforms, with, with especially the blue ones, the alternate third blue one with the red Indians across. Yeah. It, it was iconic, bro. I mean, them, them, them uniforms along with the with the pants and just how they was moving at that time and put it in perspective too. I don't think people understand this. Kenny Lofton had a signature shoe. Like to put it in perspective, this is a baseball player, right? He had a signature Nike deal mm. like it was him and Ken Griffey Jr. Them is only baseball <laughs> players that they had was getting money off like that. And it was, I, I mean, I wouldn't buy, I was like, yo, I got to get them shoes. I'm like, I got to get them. That's how, that's how dope they was. That's how ahead of their time they were. And it's a shame because I, I feel like sometimes that, that, that the Guardians today are still held to that level standard, right? It's like coming behind. It's like having your, your, your father be uh, an all NBA player. And then you just play in high school and you ain't that good. You, mm-hmm. you, you good, but not really, but you know. People always compare them to to that era, and right. I think you'll never get there just because of the attendance levels. And, and the Browns is is back now, and I think it's a lot a lot to do with a perfect storm. What we got, Big Nuggets? Let's talk a little bit about what Tony Busby said yesterday. Okay, because we thought he was kind of out of the picture. He settled with the Texans. He settled twenty three of the twenty four cases with Watson. But then he held a press conference, and this one quote in particular: "Steal the tag board." Six games isn't even a slap on the wrist. It's a kiss on the cheek. Two questions for you guys. One, should we even care what Tony Busby's saying at this point? And two, what's his motivation? What's his point here? Is he trying to put more pressure on the NFL? And if so, are the NFL going to listen to anything at this point from Tony Busby? Brad? I, I totally don't think they should listen to anything Tony Busby says. He, he settled his suits. As far as I'm concerned, he got one left to go, and that's he should be out of the picture. He's going to get paid. He did what he was hired to do. Um, and as far as what he's saying, I think he's just definitely putting he, – he's falling into the line of the public outcry and the public perception on getting Deshaun Watson more games. And that's that's really what this is all about is trying to, <laughs> to make them seem like they really hit laid the hammer down hard on this because six games, so a lot of people feel like that's not a lot, and the fact that he isn't missing out on any money. So I think that he wants to see him basically miss this whole year and pay a fine and stuff like that because they feel like that's what's deserved from this action. And, and I, I guess I'll just say this. So to, to Tavis, your point, Busby got his money off, right? He don't tell you how much of the split he got. Did he get a 60-40 split? He takes 60, the girls take 40. Is a 50-50 split. Mm. It's a significant sum. I think I said he he, he has some he has some responsibility as being a, a, an advocate of the court, mm-hmm. like that statement there. Like, you know, this has not been adjudicated all the way out yet. It has not. So why are you talking about Goodell? What are you going to do? Are you, it's still not too late to do the right thing here, right? And so again, it kind of gets away from there was a there was a there was a, a a criminal proceeding in Texas where they're all from, right? There's a criminal proceeding in Texas. Keep that up there, too. And it discounts that. And, I, and I, you know, again, we, we're just lazy. We don't know the inner workings of everything. There's been more people to see more than we've seen. Yeah. But as we go down this, they kind of get away from what happened in Texas and kind of discard it like, everybody like, like it didn't even exist. So there's something that folks saw in Texas that 
led them to the position that they're in. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now we get to the, to the other side of it. There's another side that says, okay, this is what we see. When do the two worlds come together? But I don't think Busby should be out here talking about well, anything. I'll just uh, well, go ahead, put, put that back up. I'll read that and, and, and I'll just go ahead. The only thing about the and another thing. All right, yeah. Say that about Deshaun Watson. Say that about the Texans as well. Why aren't you as vocal about the Texans? Because they they go hand in hand in this. So if you want to, if it's if it's a kiss on the cheek, then then whatever the Texans got, then they that ain't even a kiss on the cheek. Then that's more than that. It says Tony Busby has used a message to the NFL to end his pressure on Deshaun Watson. Every victim of sexual assault is watching Roger Goodell in the NFL right now. Mr. Goodell, what will you do? It's never too late to do the right thing, and that's what these women are expecting. Now, I'm going to say this, and this just comes back to a couple of things, right? This is just, you know, that he, he's going to say that, and he's going to do that. My problem is, as Deshaun Watson, you should be wholly upset at where the hell is your lawyer at? Where the hell is your defense at? Where is a public statement? Where is anything at? He's cashing checks just like DeMora Smith is. Matter of fact, as a player union rep, and you getting four out of scene what Tybus is paying, he ain't got it. <laughs> he ain't got it right now. Let me, I done seen what he's paying. And here's the thing. How many, how many times have we seen you on camera, Mr. Smith? We ain't seen you or Harden as these dudes tap dance all over and do victory laps. See, this this comes back to you as a counselor. How skilled are you? Once somebody told me, and I'm not a lawyer, if the facts ain't on your your side, what you do? You argue process, right? So here's my thing, Mr. Demora Smith. If If I'm coming to this, you know what's very powerful? You know, it's very powerful is the league has a lawsuit in, 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 in lawsuit against the uh, 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 John Gruden, right? And John Gruden is, is telling people that, hey, why am I getting suspended? Why, why I'm, I'm, I got fired wrongfully because of the emails that I sent. It's not about the process in which you got the emails. It's about what they called you, Mr. Smith. I think that's a powerful thing to know that the, 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 the Players Association's leader, top counsel, is in circles with NFL organization staff and owners and his name is being carried about with inflammatory words like big lips and all that other stuff. Now, when you ain't got the facts on your side, you are you process. And this is the only thing we've been saying is the process is rigged. You've done nothing. They put this man out here and he's getting destroyed by the media. He's getting he's getting killed by Busby. Now you look at it now. They just overturning this stuff. Jeezy, you tell me is is Deshaun Watson paying the the player association monthly dues? <laughs> is he playing? Check is check to check. Every so day. he's still paying it. Yeah. So you're right. Where I, I never <laughs> thought about it. Where is he at? Check to check. You, not one press conference. <laughs> not one. Like like you just want to keep the playing field level, right? Right. Dang, level. Dang. Just level. So you have a you know so you can adjudicate your case in the court of law. Now they're, they're frying you in the public here. You're getting fried here in the right? public. You're getting fried and nobody from his season be on his side <laughs> is pushing back to anything. Nothing. All you got to do is cat him out to say you did it. Yeah, <laughs> he knows right now Deshaun Watson can't protect himself. He knows he can't say anything. So my pro- thought process is you just see 
what they they overkilling it, right? Because here's what he doing. He still got one person. He got a he got a yeah, go that's case Busby. with that's Busby. That's but, Busby, right? Demore Smith. You sit here and say I, you're not here arguing Deshaun Watson's case. You want people to keep an open mind here. That's it. <laughs> that's it. So till we get to the end of the line. Now, if the end of the line says one thing, that's one thing. But you not. You just sitting here like. But I, when them checks come in, I bet you they cash them. They put them in the account. Let me make the payroll here so everybody get paid here because I got this Bentley payment I got to pay and, here. And let, me, and let me ask you, this is this is a thing too. Let yeah, me he ask got you a this. Bentley probably. He probably if, got a Bentley. If, if, if everybody it's you, right. He probably got, got a Bentley. It's a GT drop top coupe. And on top of and on top of this, think about it like this: as a young player, this is devastating. No, it because is. this is devastating because of one reason. They always talk about precedence, precedence, yeah, precedence. Yeah. Precedence is deadly in this case, yes, right? It is. Yes, it is. Because not only Past are practice. they saying past practice, yes, he's coming. Not only are they going to say, "Well, Sue Robinson said this." That's not. That's now on the books. It's on the books. Yeah, everybody know the new the new guy. He's gonna come along and, they, and use that against and him. Use that against. Him. <laughs> it's on the books. Now, here, watch this. Everybody don't even think about it like this. Y'all playing once again. We should not have to the, the players association. We should not have to sit up here and give you the whole playbook. But here's what is going to happen. The league is setting it up to where you can get an indefinite ban depending on what somebody said. If you was alleged Financial impropriety. That's terrible. If you got you got back taxes, if you got inflammatory language, if somebody said you assaulted them, if you got a, any sort of lawsuit, not even criminal, they are saying to you under our vague policy that I could suspend you at will but and you, you have nothing to say about but it. But this is the part that that's crazy. <laughs> If you if you go to a grand jury and you they let you walk away, why is it that if they if they can't do anything for you, why does the NFL get to do something? Because to you? you always that, that makes no sense. Right. To you me. always like that should be, be the end of it. Well, you're you gonna be guilty, and the only well, thing that like matters, how you go, well, I'm clearly I'm not. Public. Well, clearly I'm not. I wasn't you're, guilty. You're, so you're, how are you gonna well, make you're, me you're guilty? You're criminal versus private enterprise. So you got a private enterprise, and the only thing that you push back is is the union's the way to properly push back. And the only way you get to a fair settlement here is that the player association has to be willing to put forth the effort saying that they got to go to the mat. You got to go to mat here <laughs> and right in the mat is. But let me just say when I say go to mat. So folks that know what I'm talking about when I, I say go to mat, you got to be willing to bleed some and bleed in this business is in money, right? It's in it's in money, yeah. right? That means that everybody not going to make it right. But <laughs> everybody not going to make it. Be clear. Everybody not going to make talk it. They're not going to make it. So, <laughs> so we're going to be out some money. Right, and it's, and, it's, and it's not just the players, right? Oh, the owners will be too. No, 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 no. When you take down the group, we taking you down in season, so everybody gonna lose. The people that work concession stands gonna lose. Mm -hmm. The city gonna lose on on the parking tax, the missions tax. Everybody gonna lose, right? So you gonna bring all arms to bear, not to bring them down, but bring it to the table so we can have a real discussion about how this thing gonna end.
but it requires you to have leadership at the top they to ain't understand gonna do that, what's happening Brand. here. To take it's to too take, much money. No, they, they they let me be clear. Let me be clear. You damn sure ain't making more than the baseball boys. That's true. You damn sure ain't making more than the NBA boys. But they got more. They got more saved already than the NFL here. Yeah, they do. Here, we not dumb. You run around here getting CTE and we got guaranteed contracts. I'm like, how you not having a guaranteed contract? It's, it's, and you got a shorter lifespan than I got. And, right? and, and my thing is too, sometimes as a leader, if you're going to be at the head of the leader, all, what you got to do is you got to be the face of it. Well, this, see, he can't be the face of it. Well, the Demory Smith actually talked about this. He was like, he we he came. I forget what team I was playing for, but he came in and he was talking about this is before the lockdown went in. Got you. And he was saying he was like, if y'all want to do this, if y'all want to negotiate, y'all got to be willing to give up something. Y'all won't fully guarantee contracts, but I'm telling you right now, the first thing that them owners is going to say is we're not paying the pension plans anymore. And they're like, so you got to give up here's, something to here's get something. Here's a carrot. Here's a carrot. That's follow what he the, said. That's what that's car, he literally came in there and said. The, here, <laughs> let me tell you how this works. I'm, it's, it's very simplistic. <laughs> Unless your top boys at the top are ready to do some bleeding, that's Brady. That's all of them. Rogers. If, if they not at the tip top saying this hour's going to go down, trust me and believe that it's going to go down. That's and, and if they don't do that, see, because what they do type is, is make sure we peel off a few. And they sit over and say, well, guess what? I'm good. I got mine. Oh, no, sure. no, that's, I, no, that's, that's your, not that's that, your problem. That's, that's not that. Oh, yes, how it works. Because they bruh, they bruh. actually the people that make a lot of money. They they Be are. Good. They shave off some money. Uh, Let me tell you. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. No, no, no. Y'all don't want to hear this. Is young, when Isaiah Thomas comes on this oh show, I'm going to have him explain to you how it works. I can't right? hear you. I can't hear you talk works. no more. Hey, we got to get the top five. <laughs> I'll see you out here. Well, Ben what's the top five? Whose top five is this today? It is my top five today. Okay. As always, when we do top five. It's brought to you by <laughs> Roundstone Insurance. Roundstone offers a better alternative for affordable quality health care. <laughs> More than a decade, Roundstone Insurance has been saving small and mid-sized businesses no, money up to no. 20%. Yet 20% contact us today to learn how you can get great health care benefits that your employees will love and save money too. What would you do if I sang attitude? Would you roll the round stone on me? Would you? He just asked the question at the end. <laughs> Wait a minute. I can't, I can't get my thought out. Let him get his Hold on. Let him get his piece off. Listen, can you spare 15 minutes, my good, 15 <laughs> seconds, my good sir, Thank for you. this man? Here get, we go. get his money. So when they when, <laughs> when, they, when the lockout was going to be a thing, okay. They, okay. what they did was they held our Madden checks. The Madden checks is anywhere from sixteen to 18000 right? So they, they held them for the past two, three years, right? They done held the match. And on top of that, what they were doing was they were asking the, the higher paid players to sacrifice a little bit of their salary so it will hold the young guys off that don't have money so they'll be able to fund them. So when the lockout happened, you were going to get funded through your Madden checks and through people that got a lot of money. I like but, that. But okay. once it all, once the once the deal was signed, yes, they just gave you your Madden why, why, checks why, and one. So here, here's my thing: Why don't they? Why don't if you paying dues? Why is it part of the dues for the the, the, the players and, part? And why don't you put money in escrow that you can use financially to gain a return on the interest rate? And so if in the event 
of a lockout, you have disbursement checks for everyone. Well, that's what they were trying to do with the Madden check. Uh, well, you, see, you know, you, you, the Madden checks, that ain't guaranteed. You got to, they talk about the Madden video game check. You got to that, get that. that is, the Madden check is no different than the I'm NBA just telling you. No uh, I'm just trying to educate our, our listeners <laughs> so, so what went down and what happened. I'm giving y'all some so, really classified so, so they're, information. They're, they're talking about the Madden checks. The Madden checks are basically the video game yes. checks, which are no different than the NBA 2K checks that, that, that we still get in the day. So yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. But I, but I would say. I, I feel bad. I guess you can go ahead. Go ahead and, with your top five. Because right, I ain't getting no checks. Five, we're going to talk about the uh, possible Browns paint job for the field. We'll do that Monday. Mm -hmm. We don't have time for that today. We'll do it Monday. Okay. It got All me thinking because the logos on the field, what are the best NFL logos? Tyvis has played for two of my favorite five. Let's yeah. get to the first one. Out of, out of eight teams, I'm sure I did. San Francisco 49ers. I did like that goal. Classic. The colors work. The simple SF, it works. I do I, like that goal. I like it, and I yeah. like the fact that they got multiple yeah. multiple Go. alternates. Mm -hmm. They just get their money off yeah. like they want yeah. to. Yeah. My favorite one was them all white ones. Yeah. 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 Those all are crazy. Nice Debo Smith be looking crazy. Debo Samuels. Samuels be looking in there. Debo Smith. That's not Debo like Samuels. <laughs> Debo Smith is a dude that beat people up at lunchtime. Yeah, <laughs> 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 like... All right, number four, Tyvis's former team, Quickston, the Houston Texans. Oh, I was there for a week. You like them? You uh, like that? I do like that. I yeah, like it's it. got See, Texas stars. Texas, Texas roots. Hey, did, he, did he get that Texas A&M love yeah, off yeah, on that? Yeah, 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 it was yeah, yeah, yeah. He, too. he definitely did. It don't really uh, look like a really. Texas logo, so here you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good logo. It's a good logo. <laughs> I guess if you're from Texas, it is. Uh, yeah, if you're from Texas. <laughs> We don't even I'm not from people think I'm from Texas. You've been, you've, from yeah, you've, been, you've been brainwashed down there. Relax. Shirt, though, <laughs> we decided hey, we, we drive around Texas. I see you, fly over I see you Mikey. Hey, I two see wins. You. They beat the uh, sky and the aces. One of the I saw you. Nights. I saw you. You may got your money's worth down there. Yes, you did. Hey, there we go. It's a couple prospects. Mm. It was a couple prospects. That was it. That was there. I mean, I, is that in the mind? Is they triple A? When you plan on moving some of them up, or what we doing? You talking about in the wedding pit? Yeah, it's a couple. Uh, of hey, listen, hey, listen, it's a whole minor league system. You got oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Got a nice brown system. Bring, bring, bring them to the ranks. Then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I love this logo yeah, on fine. the side of the like, uh, like Matt like gray helmet. It looks absolutely beautiful. Now, like, now I, Jay, now Jay, I would have pointed to Jay and say, "Give me a Tampa Bay Buccaneers story." Cause he got like nine thousand of them, but I will say uh, the Buccaneers is dope, and they got crazy. I like the fact that the the, the decal is huge on the helmet. Yeah, too. yeah. I like them. Well, Tyvis, you got a problem with them? I don't. I actually don't. I, I like they. I like everything about them. They stadium is nice. They got their own little yeah, player love. section. They got names. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's dope. Is it's it? like like uh, Brady's. Brady's bunch or something like that. And it's like a certain section that all it is it's dope. You gotta you gotta see it. You gotta go down there and see it. You gotta pay it. for it, but it's all good. You ain't get that off. Well we gotta this number two. We got number two. The Buffalo Bills. The blue on red. What is that? Charging for it's a phenomenal look. I will I'm not standing by any slander here. Wow. Man, there's a couple. You know what though? You from Jersey, right? I am from Jersey. That's that's what this is about. This is Close. I'm a Giants I, fan. You know, I'm on my head on side list. to side. Yeah, I, 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 I Tampa Bay better than that. Mm. That might be at the. That might I be five know. for me. Hey man, what's your life like? Shout out to Shotgun Shook, man. <laughs> I think there's a definitive number one though. Real quick, before we show number one, G Bush, what's your number one NFL logo? Uh, I would probably say I'm a. I like the um, 
I actually like the Panthers logo kind of a little bit. Like I like their colors and the I, I think it's just big and huge. Brett? I'm a I'm a classic dude. I love the Browns. I just like their little elf. That's all. If I we like. get the elf back, we good. The elf, it's, see, the elf wasn't in this though. That's not. They, the, it, well, that, that's it's logo. the hottest Here, logo. No, it is. Logo. You know it is. And if it was on there, it'd be number one. If, no, you, if you've been the, in the game number. for a long time, that's their logo. Yeah. Tyvis, what's your favorite NFL logo? Before mm-hmm. I give you my number one. All the eighteen, all eight of them that I played for. <laughs> oh, look at him. He's trying well, to. I don't. Th- I don't think you played for this team. But let's take it, Steve. The undisputed number one logo in the NFL. The Raiders. Hey, yeah. I mean, that I mean, is fire. You, you can't, you can't, like, you can't. Man, you can't man the, the, the cultural significance. I'm about to say it, that's a cultural thing yeah. for like, sure. Like you got to You want nobody, any black uh, person would not argue that yeah. at all. People was dying <laughs> for the Raiders. For Raiders starter jackets. Yes. Them things came out and they was just like, it sweat. You couldn't, as a matter of fact, the crazy thing about it is, um, ironically, if you, if you talk about California, you can't wear none of them hats in California anyway. Like California has so many different gangs that are affiliated yeah, yeah. with hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can't wear any of it. Like you just kind of like wear neutral stuff yeah, and right. stay in areas uh, that uh, don't have violence. Keep the colors down. No, yeah, just wear black and yeah, yeah. neutral stuff. White, white yeah. hats are good. He yeah. definitely got number one correct. I'm yeah, like, yeah, number yeah. one is dope. It wasn't a bad, bad list. It, it was not a bad list. The that bill was, was uh, I don't know what you talking about. But the rest about. of them pretty solid. <laughs> if I hit eighty percent with you guys, yeah, that's a dub. Yeah, 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 we, we give you all the credit in the world, Mike. Yeah, we give you credit for that. Thank you. Well, hey, we're gonna skip good bet, bad bet today because you guys all gave us the exact same bets. All right. No matter what happens, we're going again. Oh, y'all, y'all. So let's get to final takes up. and Tyvis, you want to start us off? Tyvis, you up? I started off. I started off. I, I got to wait. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, it's wait. every day. Now. Every I gotta day. Wait wait. I got to wait on time. It's, it's, it's quick. You don't have to wait for I, the record. No, I do. That's yes, I do. He yeah. wanted want his FaceTime. Go ahead. Give him his FaceTime. <laughs> Steve, come to me on his camera, too, when <laughs> it's my time, please. <laughs> Let me get it out. Let me get it out. All right. Final take today for me is if everybody was watching the news yesterday outside of the Deshaun Watson thing, and you got to see Brittany Griner and, and what happened with her situation right there. She got nine years for a pen, which I'm not a smoker. I've never smoked, but a pen like that's that's one of those things to me that you can kind of just take, throw it on the ground, step on, and and they, they, they is ruined. It's less than a gram. To see, yeah, less than a gram. Mm-hmm. So to see her get nine years, and my my thing about it is, she she's in a double negative in a, a minority. It's a woman. This is a black woman, who's a lesbian, and it's like the U.S hasn't done anything to try to help her get back home. They trying. They they're trying, but they if it was somebody else, Taylor Swift, LeBron <clears throat> James, somebody of those magnitudes, I don't think it'd be even worse. I, no, I think we I think they'd have been home a long time ago, but it's just it's unfortunate to see somebody serve that long of a sentence for something that light to me. So, my prayers is out for her. Um, I hope the U.S. do find a way to to negotiate a way to get her back home because that's that's just outrageous to me. All right. Well, listen. Let me. Let me I, you I, know, I, 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 I looked at it, man. It was it's it's hard to see. You 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 talk about ten years of your life, yeah. and I was listening to her statement, and. Um, it, it, it's heartbreaking sometimes because I don't think I, I seriously don't think people understand that there's a set of rules you gotta you gotta toe and they don't get it until you're there looking at them bars right right, right. 
So I would say, and I say this to, to Tyler, I'm glad he brought it up because out of anything else, that's somebody's child, right? And, and when you're in a situation where um, your freedom is taken away and you see her locked in that cage, because you're locked in that cage, yeah, she's basically what she was locked in the cage. And, and, and it'd be clear, and I've said it before, the politics behind the scene are going on right now. Brittany, Brittany Griner's coming home. You're going to come on. The, the United States is going to give up something substantial to get her home. Right, they gonna. It's gonna take some time. You think if you don't think Putin is taking great joy <laughs> in this? See, I have played and I have uh, Magic. I was on Magic Johnson's tour team. We went to Moscow and played in front of the Kremlin uh, in a USA versus United States basketball game in the summertime friendly game. It was on a elevated stage outside in front of the Kremlin with twenty thousand people surrounding the the the, the court. This was Sabonis and all of them, right? Mm -hmm. And I swear I was sitting there, I'm sitting there talking to Michael Cooper. I'm like, man, this is, I'm looking around type. I'm like, something ain't right here. We gotta get up out of here, right? I couldn't wait till that plane got up out of there because mm -hmm. it was just different. You could tell it was different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so you find out when you go to other parts of the country, things happen to you. So be clear, if you don't think the Biden administration is working on this behind the scenes, they're, they're, they're here. And he's slow walking it because he's trying to extract something from them. Why? Because we're funding the people in, 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 in um, Ukraine. Ukraine to keep firing on them, right? Mm -hmm. So this is going to take a minute. This gonna, they, they, they're going to slow walk this. So she's not coming home anytime soon, but she's coming, right? But be clear, if you don't think this is on their agenda, it's definitely on their agenda. It's a, it's a heartache for everybody involved in it. So let me, let me go to this, and I, uh, I'm going to be quick and succinct. You heard some of it before. I'm not a person that's going to sit there and advocate for Deshaun Watson and what he did or did not do. I have no, no damn idea what he did or what he did not do. I can read, though. What I am a proponent of is a fair process for everybody involved, right? And I don't ever like it when it's one-sided. And the league must think I'm stupid because I'm not. You're playing a, you're playing a game. You're trying, to, you're, trying to, you're trying to have your cake and eat it too, right? And you're going to extract because what you're doing is you're playing the game of public opinion and you don't care who you extract it on. That's why I keep asking, is the league ready to, is the player associate ready to, to, to try to level the playing field and at least have a fair process? I'm not here to argue what happened, this, that, or the other, right? That's going to that's gonna fare itself out at the end. But what I do not like is when you show me, you know, if you read between the lines of things that are going on here, they have set the game in motion years ago. And now they're extracting all the pieces because you're playing one level chess where they're playing three level chess. So these pieces, look at all the pieces, how they come into play. Everybody's connected to everyone here, right? There's a connection here. And the guy who's going to decide the case is the guy to help craft the policy for the, the player uh, uh, personnel, uh, um, uh, personnel policy for discipline because the person has some input on it. This is a part where there should be neutrality here. Somebody with unbiased to the situation, who is skilled, who is skilled at, at adjudicating such issues. And the only way it happens, aside from Deshaun Watson or Roethlisberger or anybody else, is you have to bring parties to the table that are sitting there in fairness, trying to obviously trying to get the best deal they can. But it has to be some fairness. And time and time again, I see the players, so NFL Players Association, always coming up short. Always coming up short. And out of all the players, uh, professional players out here, and I'll say this to Tyvis and G, years come down the line, they're always in the worst shape. 
the players who play football are always in the worst shape because the physical toll that you put on yourself every day is far greater than what the basketball players and the baseball players do. Right? And I know you have families and they love you and you want to st stick around here. So somebody better be at the table cutting the deal. And it's these set of current players that, that will lay the groundwork for the ones that come behind. LeBron James didn't get paid them without Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson cutting the table. And, and, and Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan cutting deals years ago. Because when I got in the league, nobody getting no money like that. Nobody getting their money off like this. So if you think it's because you the greatest thing out of St. Vincent, St. Mary, mm-mm. The dude, the dude out of North Carolina, the dude out of Lansing, Michigan, the dude out of Chicago, Illinois, set the table so you can get this money, right? Now, when the football players going to set the table for the dude out of uh, uh, Steubenville, Ohio, that's just four years old now? I'm tired of it. I hope that they become tired of it too, right? It's time. And this ain't about Deshaun Watson. It's time. Um... I'm gonna stick on. I'm gonna stick on on message on here, and we're gonna we're not gonna take too long. I wanna um, I wanna talk to the industry as a whole, um, and this is the media. Um, it's 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 been way overdue that somebody said this. It's been way overdue that somebody has to be accountable to to this. When you're in a big city and you're in a market, and when you 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 are in the media and television, you're in the media and radio. Y'all got to understand that every single person that's sitting in these rooms on camera, holding a camera, a microphone, lighting, I don't care what you do, you are here because you are a guest in the pantheon of sports. You are able to feed your family, create a brand, and to commentate on skills that African-American, white players, athletes all across the gambit spectrum are here to pretend or, or here to give out here and show their God-given ability. You are not the story. You are not the focus. You are not the middle. You are, we are only here because of Deshaun Watson, because of Baker Mayfield, because of Miles Garrett, LeBron James, Michael Jordan. We are here as a guest. They will live on forever. Their names will be in the books, bad, good, bad, or indifferent. Ours, not so much. You are here to serve a slot. You are an ambassador to what the game and those talents are. But it's time out for media members and media people and higher ups not having an equal playing field. I don't want to go on TV and see everybody that looks the same. I don't want to turn the radio on and says everybody looks the same. I don't want to hear opinions that echo the same sentiment. This is a major metropolitan city. Most of the inner city people reflect a certain a demographic. The people playing on the field serve a, a specific demographic. But every time we hear who the messengers are, who curates the narratives, who write the stories, who write the articles, they all look one way. If you ask why the coverage is the same, it's because there's a lack of diversity in this industry. There's a lack of a different perspective. And until you have a different perspective and things are even, not even even, just it's just decent, you're gonna still have the same commentary that we've, we've heard for two, three, four, five months about Deshaun Watson. You got people waking up, 
listening to other people in the echo chamber and echoing the same sentiments. So at the end of the day, our job as media members is to do our research, to look at both sides, and to give you an accurate description of everything that we see. But to do that, you need different perspectives, different mindsets, and different personalities. We, it's a shame, isn't it, that we can't ask one woman who has a radio show or a talk show host talking about sports in this city about Deshaun Watson. That's a travesty. You don't have one woman you can go to. You don't have one host that you can say, hey, you do a show about sports in the city of Cleveland. What do you think about it? We don't got one African-American female represented. There's only a couple African-American males, Asian-Americans, Latinos. All these people are missing. So until we get to a point where we can have different voices and places that we can bring and collectively come together, you still got the same old game. And it turns out that like OG said, it's rigged. That's all we got. That's it, man. That's it. Listen, we'll see what the turn table turns here. Great we, show, guys. Great, good, good, decent show. Uh, decent show. Monday, Monday, right? Shoulder pads back on. I will be at camp, by the way. I'll be at camp doing a barbershop live. Ooh. Right. I'm going to give me some interviews. I'm going to pull up on a couple fellas. Pull up. So we're going to pull up. We're going to have some <laughs> interviews. We're going to do our thing. Uh, McNuggets, what do we got Monday? We got our itinerary Monday. Who coming on? Uh, pull it up. Give me one sec. But I know we got Tim Couch back. Okay. Mm. We there. Tim, Tim A. He's back. We, we got, got Jason. Jason Lord. Brad, Tyvis, G. We're running it back. We're just adding Tim Couch and uh, Jason <laughs> in the mix. We'll, we'll, we'll see what. We'll, we'll, see what, we'll run that we'll, back. We'll see what. We'll see what. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. All right. Sorry. We'll <laughs> see <laughs> what moves NFLPA makes over the weekend. <laughs> right. We'll come or back. Or lack thereof. Hey, <laughs> we got about a 72 hour break. We'll catch y'all later. And this is G. Bush, AKA Black Suede, <laughs> signing off from the 2023 Essence Festival. Somebody better be sitting in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs>